You gotta listen to me, Marty. It's about your kids. We gotta get hit 121 gigawatts and so we can hit 88 miles per hour and go back with a new episode of What Are We Even Doing Oh, Here? no. <laughs> I was so that caught was my off guard. absolutely dog-ass Doc Brown, uh, Christopher Lloyd impression there. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do much better, but... Uh, yeah. Hey, fun fact that you already know. Mm. I've never seen those movies. Uh, the... So I haven't seen them in a very long time. Hmm. I remember the first two just being great, and then that third one is um, not. Yeah. There was a cartoon show. You know that? Yeah, there was a Back to the Future cartoon show. I think I vaguely knew this. It it was really kind of wild because, like, they kind of treat time travel with some like importance in the movies, right? Mm-hmm. That cartoon show, brother, they're just like. Where do you want to go to today in history? And they just go. Well, that's... It, 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 like, it's ridiculous. We're going to open the curtain for a second. My computer's going apeshit. It is so loud right now. A little bit. So uh, I'm taking my jacket off right now to shield the audience. You If only marginally. Now, you have removed your Menards jacket to reveal a Menards t-shirt underneath. Correct. Okay. Not a polo. They've been throwing a goddamn fit. Over the fact that I won't wear a collared shirt underneath that jacket. I bought the collared pissing jacket so I didn't have to wear the collared pissing shirt. Yeah, you shouldn't have to wear two pissing collars. That would it's, it's fucking annoying. Collar You're not going to see it. Collar on collar? Yeah. No, that's gauche. That's... Huh? Huh? What did you just say? Gauche. Uh, I've been using the word frequently lately. I believe it means bad, fashionable. And, and you picked this up from, I'm assuming, the young employees at Legrados. No, they're not oh. educated enough to do that. Uh, oh, okay. The, the, you're an exception to this. I, I had this rule recently, and there's a handful of exceptions to it, and some, most of them are on the Zal roster, where I'm like, if, if you're under the age of 25, I probably don't want to talk to you. Okay. Uh, and th- I don't know if it's, like, me getting older, just had a birthday, y'all, or if it's just, like, you know, whatever... That number is going up. I'm getting to the point now where, with a few exceptions, if you are not 30 years old, and there are exceptions to this, you know, whatever. If you're not 30 years old, do not approach me. <laughs> don't 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 interact with me. Mm-hmm. Just leave me be, because I will more likely than not regard you as a fucking idiot. Okay. Well, I'm really glad that you don't think I'm an idiot. No, no, you're fine. Okay. Sweet. Like. Yeah, man, just they're, they're they're fucking dumb, and they're only getting dumber because it's the fucking dumb dumbs that are having kids. So then the dumb dumbs are raising kids that them themselves are then dumb dumb dumbs, and it just gets worse. <laughs> like somebody made this joke earlier today on my Facebook, and I was like, I want to like this, but I can't because one, it's not an original joke, and two, it's not a joke; it's just a sad truth. The film Idiocracy is becoming our reality, and it's wholly depressing to me. Uh, I've never seen that movie. It's very good, and mm. it is very funny. But the whole opening credit sequence is, in essence, this is how the human race gets stupid. Yeah. It's, it's fucking idiots that are having kids because they don't know how sex works. <laughs> and then the smart people that are like, well, we're not like financially, you know, or mentally, emotionally, whatever, uh, ready to have children. That's a huge responsibility end up not having kids. Yeah. So it's just this horrific downward spiral. Which is also the name of Edge's finisher. 
way back in the day. Really? Yeah. Which move is that? Uh, it was a flatliner. Oh, okay. Yeah. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a hurdle to what I wanted to talk about in a second before I jump back. But first, so the freaking okay, edu what is it? Education, edumatic, edumator, edu friction. Like I don't what, what I can answer. What are all these questions. different fucking moves? Okay. I can't distinguish one from another because the moves are so similarly named. Uh, they are similarly and badly named. The edgematic was basically the X factor from behind. I hate that move. Really? Yeah, I really do. I were hate just, the X factor. Were, were you, no, this one makes more sense than the X factor. The X factor was dumb as shit. The edgematic the is when you're behind the guy, you grab their head, and you sit down and just drive their head down. To me, the the zigzag looks more impactful. This this is this is a betrayal on levels that has been seen before on this podcast. The education is the it's the impaler DDT. The impaler DDT is such a cooler name. It is, but I can never. They're all. And then the educator is his weird, not sharpshooter, sharpshooter thingy. Oh, yeah. That he did sporadically. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's that. He also had that weird half-Nelson bulldog move that he used to do in the early aughts that they would only call faceplant. <laughs> because I think it wasn't named, and it, I just remember Taz yelling, FACEPLANT! It was my spot-on Taz impression there. Yeah, there you go. For a split second, I know you thought Taz was in the room. He's Yeah. Not, he's not. <laughs> But back to what I wanted to talk about, okay? So they they we have these things at work called read and sign, where you have to read it and sign it so that people know that you fucking read it because it's pertinent information or a policy change or whatever the fucking case may be. Sure. They bring out this whole fucking read and sign sure. about how collared shirts are mandatory and they list, uh, they say under any Menard garment. And I'm like, they can't mean the quarter zip and or jacket that I bought specifically so I didn't have to wear a collared fucking shirt. Right. And they list those by name. That means the vest, the jacket, the quarters. Well, why do they offer things that are not acceptable? Well, you see, it's not even that. It's just like I don't know. Apparently, the policy has changed, and now a collared shirt is required underneath those as well. It's like, why would I wear two collars? You know how you get around this? Hmm. You go full tilt. You just wear that jacket. Nothing underneath. You're like, yo, it's this, or I'm flashing nips to the customers. They, they, What's it going to be, in, John? But you see, in the in the reading sign, John's like, hey, but did you read it? I did. Did you sign it? I had to. Then I have no I have no further legal counsel for you. <laughs> In the reading sign it states if you are not uh appropriately dressed for work, we can send you home until you come back with whatever proper garments. Incredible. I'm like that's so fucking stupid to me. Until not wearing a collared shirt threatens my safety or affects my sales or changes my appearance in any meaningful way right. other than the this 3% that's going to be showing. You got to show some cleavage, yeah. It just, I'm not doing it. Dude, I fucking I'll tell you refuse. What, one, of the, one of the craziest things I ever saw a guy lose a job or, or quit over. So my job, our quote, um, our, our quote unquote uniform is a t-shirt. Okay. Now you can, within some reason, wear whatever pants and shorts you want. Okay. 
But that's it. You got to wear the the restaurant's t-shirt. Okay. Coming to work one time, I just started there. Guy's working a shift in the back. And he, I can't stress this enough, is wearing the t-shirt. Okay. But he has a long sleeve shirt, not like a hoodie or anything. It's not a hoodie. You don't wear it ironically. He's got a long sleeve shirt on over it. Over it. Okay. Now, I again, he is wearing the appropriate t-shirt. He's not wearing, you know, a metallic shirt or whatever. Boss comes up to him and is like, hey man, can you like put your shirt on the outside? No, I can't do that. Okay, well, like, you know, rules say you gotta have that shirt on. I know you're wearing it. Just flip the layers of your shirt or take the long sleeve off. It's not especially cold in here. That's that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Well, why? Because I think it's stupid. You're, you're, we're not even asking you to, like, change clothes. We're not, <laughs> we're not asking you to do anything. We're not asking you to buy a new shirt or any of that other bullshit. Just do that. No, fuck this and fuck you. Walked out. What I was like, the I, shit? I, I, there's no number of hurdles for me to jump to be like, yeah, that guy's got a point. <laughs> I don't understand. It was shocking, shocking to me. To, I'm at the point now, like, if the general manager of the store says something about it, I'll be like, fucking fine. Dude, every day, every day I come in and I have to say, how many people are we short? <laughs> and it's, I'll tell you this, I said this earlier, okay, this will be fun to discuss. Do you ever pre-plan a response for a stupid thing that you have heard people say? Yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. I don't know of any specific examples in my head right now, but sure, I've done right. that before. So I have this in my pocket, yeah. like a goddamn <laughs> six-shooter, just ready to fucking yank this bad boy out, right? Hammer <laughs> cocked. Next time I hear some dipshitty of the millennium <laughs> say, well, nobody wants to work anymore, I'm just... Because it's always these, these fucking schmoles that are 40-plus... I don't know what that word is, I just made it up. <laughs> that are 40-plus bitching about this. Nobody wants to work anymore. Hey, do you have any kids that are, like, 16 or over? Well, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, my job's hiring. So, like, why don't you send them there, and we'll hire them today, on the spot. And they'll say, well, how much does it pay, and what do you got to do? Oh, this is what you got to do. It's minimum wage up. I'm not sending my kid to do that. Then eat shit and live, Daryl. You're <laughs> part of the fucking problem. Like. And live. <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. That This shit's, it's. Yeah. Just fucking disgraceful. What are we... What is this show? I think we're talking... We have a wrestling thing to talk about. Oh, that's what this is. But we always have the part before the opening bell where we just bitch about our lives. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. This is the... uh, Dude, I had to order fucking parts for my horseshit work car. And my mechanic's like, well, if you get them through the actual, like, dealer, it's $200. Mm -hmm. Jesus, God. If you get them off of eBay, it's 30 bucks. Well, I'm going to do that. Yeah. The problem being that when I get them off eBay, they're evidently being shipped from goddamn Mars. And it's <laughs> going to take like two plus weeks to get them here. And I'm like, it would have been, if I would have gotten them fast, it would have been cheaper in the long run for me to just get them through the goddamn deal. I hate this shit. Yeah. I checked the shipping thing. 
Two days ago, my parts were in New Jersey. I could fucking jog to New Jersey in two days. <laughs> That's God always... Yeah. Damn it! I love uh, checking a package on eBay and it says, well, it's in... Um, it's, it's arrived in St. Louis, Missouri yesterday morning. I could have drove there in half easily, the day. Easily. <laughs> uh, so, this is part of my other thing where I think I'm going to go car shopping on Friday. What are you doing Friday? I have no plans except for work, I believe. Well, maybe not. Yeah, we'll figure I don't it know out. why. Am I am I coming with you car shopping? Possibly. Tom, you have an addiction. You need to stop buying cars. Can't. Gotta keep, <laughs> gotta keep going. <laughs> You're gonna have the whole block lined with just your vehicle. I'm gonna get rid of at least one if I buy one. Mm. You sure about that? You sure about that? That's you why. You sure about that? <laughs> um. You sure about that? That's why. Um. I think you should, should leave we... season two. Yeah. We should actually start the actual show proper. Yeah. Well, we okay. we already did the shoot interview. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. That's that's the new name of the segment. I'm declaring okay. All that. Right, cool. So then let's ring that bell. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today to talk about an episode of... I think this is the first time we've done an episode of TV. That would be correct. I mean, okay. I've talked about one before in the uh, undercard sure. section section of the show, but I've never... Sure. We've never done an episode on this. Uh, we today are going to be reviewing the June 28th from the year 1999 episode of Monday Night Roar. <laughs> the reason being... Uh, this got brought up on YouTube the other day. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, you know, whatever, don't know. This is the highest rated Monday Night Raw ever. More people watch this episode of wrestling than have ever watched an episode of wrestling. In, and I, I know there's some weird peers out there right now saying like, well, Ricky Dozan in Japan drew this. We don't know. They weren't really tracking all the numbers. Yeah. Shut up. This is the highest rated Raw in history. Um... Also, I can never tell if it's Ricky Dozan or Ricky Dozen is the way to pronounce that gentleman's name. Anyways. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have anything for the undercard? Do, I, do, do, oh, do you have We didn't even do the Ian Rotten Memorial opening promo. I blew it! <laughs> that segment, the flyer, now has two names. It's either the flyer or the... The Ian Rotten Memorial flyer. Okay. Promo. Of Doom. Hmm, okay. Still alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I do have a thing for the flyer. Do you have anything for the flyer? Or is it just gonna Go be... Go ahead. Okay. You, you do you and then I'll do me. Because I have... I, I've been seeing this thing on Snapchat mostly when I'm going through stories and it'll come up sure. with an ad. This fucking... This trailer for the show... On stars, heels. Called, yeah, heels. Yeah. I'm super, like I'm optimistic, but cautiously sure. for it because right. it seems neat. Um, so you you know of it, of course. Yeah, obviously, stars series starring Stephen Amell, which yep. is cool. Um, there's a quote from the trailer. I watched it in full today because yeah. I wanted to find out more information. Um, 
it's not about winning or losing. It's about you making them love you or loving hating you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's it's great. amazing. That's great. I love it. So if they keep it like with that type, like, because that's accurate. Sure. I'm because like I'm hoping that it's going to be something as accurate as like it's the wrestler, maybe with more drama elements. I know of it's going to be a drama, but I've watched several trailers for it. I am interested in it. I am going to watch it. Yeah. The the take that I had on it, I said this a couple days ago um, to some friends. I think that heels is going to be for professional wrestlers what Sons of Anarchy was for actual bikers. Okay. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, some of this is real and the rest of it is wildly fabricated and blown out of proportion. See, that's what I was... But that's... because that's what people are going to be marketed for or towards and everything else that's what this show is like mm-hmm. the only thing I've seen in the trailer so far in the show that I was like okay I really didn't care for that so like the first hurdle to jump is the idea of like okay the small town in the middle of nowhere has this seemingly successful monthly or even weekly independent that runs okay and okay that's a rarity I'm not saying that doesn't happen I was part of one for that matter but you know you kind of gotta like uh, yeah you know you're in the business you kind of got to be like, uh-huh, fuck, it's not always like that, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're doing a TV show about wrestling, so it can't just be a documentary, right? The only thing where I was like, come on, was... So they established this one girl character who... Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, who, yeah. It, you know, wants to be a wrestler, but and she's like really pretty and everything, so then there's tension because she's in the locker room. Below. And I'm like, alright, fine, cool. Like, this is all shit that like, I've seen or dealt with firsthand one way or another. This is yeah. I, I'm with you. Yeah. But then when the fucking trailer ends <laughs> with some asshole outside of the bar who wants to fight these guys and says that you, you just do fake fighting, and the girl lays this guy out by doing a Hurricane Rana, I'm like... So, you took the most unconvincing choreographed move of all time, <laughs> and you're playing it off like an actual kill shot or something. Like, why not set that entire scene up the same way, and she runs in and does like a bicycle kick, or a super kick, or something that like, in a real life scenario, yeah, might fuck somebody up. Mm-hmm. Nobody is ever going to be in a goddamn, you know, street fight, and all of a sudden, a 100-pound woman flies out of the air and grabs you around the head with her legs. You're not going to spike yourself in the asphalt, bro. I'm sorry, that's just... <laughs> and then she gets up and is like, well, that's that, or whatever, and, like, they all walk away, and I'm like... That's... I See, I, when I first saw the beginning of that scene, because I knew that's where you were going with it... That's the, that's um, the biggest thing where I'm just like, yeah. god damn... Because they do a good job of setting it in reality. Yeah. And I and I liked the idea of like, um, maybe if the scene was like, oh, you're just you're that asshole talking to him. Sure. And he's like, all right, well then we're gonna beat the fuck out of you, and then they just fucking pummel him. I'd be right. like, I'm on board. Yeah, just make it an actual like the the stuff that I'm interested in is um I don't know if this was in your trailer or not, but the one dude having like some sort of a, a fit with the Stephen Amell character, and he says these people love me, and he says. They love the character that I created for you, mm-hmm. and then the response is they love my portrayal of the character, and I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, give me more of that because like there are guys out there who get a legitimate high off of that rush from the crowd, which is honestly great. Like as as a performer, you should aspire to that. 
but then they become like addicted to it and it becomes a thing that's it's not. So I'm like, make this show more of that. Yeah. You know, give me that and instead then I get and I'm not even trying that, to be, That's why I'm the, more... The Rana... I would have this problem whoever did that. Like, I'm not picking on it because it's the girl. That means nothing to me. If, if Stephen Amell ran in and gave that guy a Rana at I'd the be end like, of this bar fight scene in a parking lot, I'd be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like... Yeah. There, but, there's um, so many thousands of wrestling moves, and they picked that one. I've seen, I've seen like, world star hip-hop fights that have German suplexes in them. Uh, yeah, same. I've, Regular I've, suplexes. Yeah, yeah I've like, seen World Star uh, fights that have fucking DDTs in them. I've seen a Tombstone pile driver. It's yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's awful. terrifying. It's it's absolutely horrific. But, I'm but um, yeah, the the Rana. I knew that's where you were going with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not that. That's why I was what I what I put cautiously optimistic because mm-hmm. like, it's cool. It's neat for something like this about pro wrestling presented in absolutely this, in this way to yeah. get out there. And it's but also it's cool also... to see pro wrestling presented, but not in the the lens of like, quote unquote, the big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like th- this is mm-hmm. a, what looks to be like a, a fucking barn in bumblefuck nowhere. Yeah. You know, what, I was like, okay, that. I, I will give it a shot. I, I guess. Is yes. What I'm to say. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. It said uh, the first episode drops the fifteenth of August, mm-hmm. and um, I got a screenshot here. It. Has a uh, right now as of, as of right now it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That seems to me a thing where one person who somehow is also a wrestling fan, yeah, uh, watched it and then posted on Rotten Tomatoes. See, that's kind of what I was thinking too, but it is interesting to note as of right now because I know yeah. that like in the past whenever I've looked at like. Marvel movies like Spider-Man: Far From Home right. has a ninety-seven percent, and by the time the movie comes out, it's like ninety-three. Right. I don't know why it does that, but it does. That's not a huge drop. Oh, it's not, but um, that's why I said at the time. Rotten Tomatoes is also a thing where it's like, to me, that's something like you can take. Not you can't take it too serious. Oh yeah, I always use it as a general guide at most. Yeah, like in in the sense of like. You wouldn't use a map that just says go east. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like if if I were going to um, Nebraska and it said go west, I correct. would be like, okay. I need more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a general guide, but I do need more. That's probably gonna work, but you know. <laughs> uh, you got anything else? That is all I got for the flyer. I watched. I saw. I saw. I seen. St- <laughs> the Suicide Squad, James okay. Gunn's new movie. Uh, it's available on HBO Max, also okay. in theaters. Uh, I started it one night, paused it, finished it the next night. I will say this. I did enjoy it. Okay. Uh, it is too long. Almost all movies these days are too long. Um, I would actually have enjoyed seeing it in a theater. I'm not going to do that, but I would. <laughs> Well, I'm saying that, like if I didn't have the option of watching yeah, it at home. I know, I, but I, know, I, I love I love the um I would enjoy seeing this in the theater. I'm not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, I want to be cl- I want to be clear. I'm not giving this mo- this movie any of my money. Yeah. But but I is, would <laughs> if 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 I were forced to. Um it is easily 100 
thousand times better than the last Suicide Squad movie, which I consider... You mean Suicide Squad? That is correct. I consider that movie to be only barely above footage of animal shitting in regards to what is entertaining. Take that, Berna. Yeah. It, it's awful. It's just awful. This new one, though, pretty fucking good. How is uh, John Cena? Oh, uh, he's great. I and, love and, John and, Cena. And it, it, uh, He's he's awesome. It's wild to see him play somebody who is... The movie is hyper-violent. Like, to a point where I'm like, I'm not bothered by this, but I feel like you guys are just trying to put on a whole, like, we're rated R thing. Like, it's almost like Deadpool. Okay. Where I'm like, all right, we get it. You can show people dying. And so there's a lot of John Cena effortlessly killing people. <laughs> which is... Just, I love that. Yeah, it's great, and like he is genuinely good in the movie. So sweet. That is all. No wrestling things. Uh, well, no, like, oh no, that that's the flyer. Never mind. Now we're at the undercard. What wrestling have you seen? Mm. Uh, I want to be clear here. None. Okay. I have watched this episode of Raw that we're covering today, which again took me three nights. Which I'm going to bitch at myself about once we get started on it. Three nights. And past that, I have seen precisely no professional wrestling. Okay. And I almost want to go on a tirade about it, but maybe... I don't don't know. We're going to allow the tirade if if you do. I hate that I'm not interested in watching the independents anymore. Really? They're so tiny little that I want to actually seek out and watch. There's so few people that I want to seek out and watch. And it's a thing where I realized a few days ago that when the independent wrestling uh, universe or whatever, right? When it was a subculture that was made up of fans, it was so great. Yeah. And now it is a subculture made up of the fucking wrestlers. And it's God damned awful. I guess I never thought about it that way, but that makes a lot of sense. Like I, I sure. Hey, this is the 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 new segment. Tom is the old man who yells at clouds, right? You know what? <laughs> but like clouds, clouds. Um, that reminds me of when uh, one of the episodes of King of the Hill, where uh, Hank Hill walks into uh, Bobby's room. And he's like, I'm painting my room, Dad. And he has clouds all over the wall. And oh, Hank Hill just goes, clouds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. That was a very good, both Bobby and Hank Hill, actually. Thank, um, thank you. Like, okay, so... I was big in the Ring of Honor in the in the early and mid-aughts, right? Same. It's one of my big, like, pulls into independent wrestling. And there was a legit, like subculture of a subculture of a subculture of the fans of Ring of Honor. We had the ROH message board. Ooh. But it was just, which I was on, my username was Kevin Bacon Bits. I remember you telling me this. Yeah, great joke. <laughs> great <laughs> joke that needs to be brought back. It, um, it, does, it never ceases to be funny. <laughs> but, like, it was just people talking about the shows and about the booking and about the product as a whole. And that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Because now it's fans who are trying to dig up dirt on wrestlers, or it's the wrestlers themselves puffing themselves up to be something that they're not, or bitching that they're not something they want to be. And 
there's so the fans that are on social media are numerically few. Yeah. But are so vocal. And they don't really say anything about the fucking shows. And yeah. the fans that actually buy tickets and go to the shows and are free to enjoy or dislike, you know, whatever, they don't bitch about it on public forums. They just stop going and stop supporting places with their money. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating to me to be like, why is this what this is now? Why is this everybody pretending to like each other when they only like some people? And people that actually want to support the product are not here. They're not heard vocally at all. They're, yeah. they're heard financially. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Anyways. Wow. Ugh. So, um, I've seen a, a small bit, a horse bit of uh, wrestling outside of the main event of today. So I've been watching, so I, I, I'm subscribed to WWE on Snapchat, so whenever they post one of their top tens, I'm like, fuck yeah. That always comes up in my, like, recommended thing, and I, I just, love it. I won't subscribe to it, and for no reason. But I, <laughs> but I, but I'll skim through those top yeah, tens, I love be it. like, oh, what happened? Um, one that I saw, I think I saw it on Facebook, actually, as part of one of the Facebook groups that I'm in, about right. wrestling or whatever. It wasn't necessarily a top ten, it was, oh, you know what, it was on TikTok. It was a compilation of the more athletic side of Kane. Yeah. Motherfucker doing Rana's? Yeah. The shit? Okay, so hang on. I remember at some point talking to you and I think Connor and Berna and saying, y'all ever seen Kane do that Rana? Was it you guys or was it some other group? Probably. It was probably me. But I just remember the reaction being like, you're out of your mind, you fucking idiot. And I'm like, this happened. I've now seen it. it. Yeah, uh, on Albert, right? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, that Enzy. Of course, that Enzy is awesome. Yeah. Um, doing flying clotheslines. Obviously, I've known him to do that, but sure. the flying clothesline to the outside. Yeah. I'm like, that's a big man to be falling that far. He won a match with it one time. He did the flying clothesline off the top of a steel cage, hit X-Pac with it, and that was the finish. That sounds incredible. It is and is not, because you can tell he's... <laughs> Once he's gotten up there, he's like, oh, God. So it's <laughs> very much a falling wrist to X-Pac, but, like, still, regardless. Falling wrist. Um, other than that, uh, I messaged you and Connor and Berna um, and Chuck Palumbo. We got to yes. get all the things out of the way. But we, I messaged you guys yesterday about how I'm in a big CM Punk kick, and I yeah. asked for you to recommend me CM Punk matches. I have watched zero of them so far, um, because as of yesterday, when I messaged you, yes. the only one I had seen was CM Punk and Brock Lesnar again. Right. <laughs> because I just love that match. Got to, it's great. Yeah, got to. Um, but I, yes, in the future, I'm going to hope to watch some of those matches. I hope I didn't give you the wrong year, but that that Punk and Cena Night of Champions match, and I do think it is 2012, is... Absolutely spectacular. Okay. Those two always had weirdly good chemistry. I noticed that, because I think we watched a pay-per-view in 2013 where they had a match. Probably. And it was... Just great. Yeah. And then they had that one match on Raw with the pile driver. 
That was on Raw? Yeah, buddy. Holy God, all right. We're going to eat this fine. We're doing it on free TV. <laughs> like, Fair enough. Um, but yes, I'm on a I'm big CM Punk kick, including Merciless. his uh, theme song being mercilessly lodged in my skull. <laughs> but anyway, so that is about all I've done for wrestling watching besides watching this show in one sitting today. Oh, yeah. Uh... You want to get into this main event? I guess. Well, we have the, the beginning of the show to cover first. <laughs> get it? <laughs> anyway, so yes, we can get into the main event of our show, which is the entirety of June 28, 1999 Raw. So, my my first couple of things here. This was picked because it was the highest rated Raw of all time. Drawing in a 10.82, as in just under 11 million people watched this show. Now, to put that into comparison, recent Raw ratings have been around a 1.8. So let's just round the math and make it easy. Ten times. <laughs> like, and I, I... Sure, make it... I'm sorry. Eight times. As many people are watching Raw back then as are now. Oof. Woof. It, it, it's shocking. I, I also didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, wow. I, I, I had to do a couple of different searches to be like, what was the number on this? Or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I noted when I hit play on this, 93 minutes, y'all. Yeah. Two-hour show, cut out your commercial time, 93 minutes. That's what I noted, too. And there's so much on this. And then now you can watch a three-hour fucking show and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this intro to the show. The, like the best just... intro? Okay. My note here says, is this the best intro slash signature for Raw? For Raw, probably, yeah. Thorn in your eye? I would go with that. I, I, I am too, and I think a very tight second is across the nation. Which one is that one? The Union Underground. Uh... Forget the drugs. See that one. That one's the one Bring I like the most. Together and through it all, or whatever. I I can't fucking do that. Let's get it on that one. I yeah. I think Thorn in Your Eye goes over that one. Mm. But maybe just a. I, it, it is fairly narrowly. I'm gonna say. I think I would have to go with the other one, but this one is still really, really fucking good. Uh, okay. So then my go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. My next first. note is. Lawler, the phrase party like it's 1999 is only acceptable in a year that isn't 1999. Sure, even though at that the made, time that it was so a popular angry. thing to say. Um, there's party, a Party there, like it's 1999? I could throw the shittiest party in the fucking world. It is 99, so we're partying like it's You 99. know what? You weren't there. Um, You're right, I wasn't, thankfully. Shut your... I was born in God's decade. God's decade, he says. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking for something here whilst I talk. Um, <laughs> so, this show, by the way, in in relation to your note of um, the party like it's 1999 thing, this show is horrifically dated via references on the commentary, which I will get into later, where I'm like, 
If you didn't know you were watching something from 1999, we're going to tell you that you're watching something from 1999. Mm. Um, so the first thing I really want to discuss, though, because the show opens with the corporate ministry coming out here. Correct. So this is the night after the 99 King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pay-per-view that I have watched that we have not covered on this show. I don't want to cover that on the show. <laughs> Why not? It is not good. Um, Tom, Tom, don't please I think, don't. I think that means, I think that means we have to cover it. I don't wanna. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! While I'm talking, I'm still looking for something here. Um, but we've got the corporate ministry coming out because the night prior, main event was a ladder match. It's Vince and Shane against Austin in a mm-hmm. ladder match for complete control of the WWF. Uh, at this point, Austin was in basically a co-owner yep. situation type of thing or whatever. Uh, finish was pretty good because Austin goes to grab the briefcase. It raises itself up, which I was like, oh, fuck, that's, you know. So do you remember watching I was watching this at time? this time period. I don't remember this exact episode. Okay. I, I, I promise you that I watched this as it was happening. Mm-hmm. But I just had no memory of it at all. I was watching so much wrestling at that point. Um, okay, this is what I've been looking for. I'm sorry. Folks, I'm talking about the corporate ministry theme that they do come to the ring to on this. And, in case you're curious, that is available on the old Spotify. It's so good. Yeah, it is pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. I have to say. I have to say. I think Vince's normal theme goes harder. Goes a little bit harder, but this is better for the group. For the group, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna the give group. You, I'm gonna give you. You got a lot of people say, in this group. But I gotta say, the original No Chance in Hell suits me better, you bitch. <laughs> um, it was just a fun thing where I was like, "Holy shit!" I'd forgotten that they did this because the corporate that ministry cool. was overall kind of short lived, but it is great. That is a really cool thing. I was very interested. Um, so we have this promo. The heat on Vince here. Yep. And my, my next note here just says, Austin versus Vince. I want to talk about it. I think we have before, but it's worth stating over and over again how... I think it's the best feud in the history of wrestling. Yeah, and I can't argue with it. Like, goddamn, it just made everyone involved with it. Yeah. They did it so well, even with the... the the typically shit booking at times of the Attitude Era. Yeah. Goddamn. Like, because at that point, if you were with Vince McMahon, you were the most vile piece of shit. And if you were against him, even if you weren't with Austin, 
You were cool as shit. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is the most polarizing figure ever. Oh, uh, I missed the they, they always They always tried to do the whole corporate... They always try to do the evil authority the, or, figure. Yeah, yeah. They, and they could never do it the to, same. To such a point that it went, we had a group called the Authority. Yeah. Remember that? Where it was like, you're not even fucking trying anymore. Yeah. Like, the corporation, I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I know what this is, right? Like, yeah. sure, you're the guys in suits or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The Authority. Well, goddamn. Like, we need a group of people called call in the charge. bosses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In charge. Uh, I miss there being Pyro. I miss there being Signs. Do they do Pyro now? They Yeah, they brought Pyro back. Oh, shit. Um, right before they went to the Thunderdome, which I think they still do it. In the, they still did it in the Thunderdome. Which is insane. <laughs> For or nobody. just fucking digitally put in that fucking Pyro in the Thunderdome. Fuck yeah. it. Um, um, but yeah, they still do Pyro now. Uh, there's a Sable Swallows sign. The, some of the signs in this crowd, guys. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So, Vince, yeah. So, Vince and you the corporate... You should ask Brock if that's true or not. I'm sure he'd yeah. appreciate that. Let me go up to Brock <laughs> Lesnar. Look him right in the eyes and be like, hey, does Sable... Hey, yo. Hey. Hey, Brock. Sable swallow you kids. Like... I saw this sign from a 1999 Raw. I just want to see if it's truthful or not. You're the source. Can tell me you said source or sauce. Both. <laughs> uh, Does she swallow you sauce? <laughs> Does she swallow anyway, your source. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that would work out. I would fucking die. Yeah, absolutely. you would die by tra- the, by the, the transitive property. No, I mean like, like, like if you if you would do it, right. Brock Lesnar would kill the Brock Lesnar of Zawa. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna let that die. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, he comes out and um, cuts a promo about "fuck you, Stone Cold," but right. it's worded way better than that. Yeah. At one point, he says, "Stone Cold is going to be on Ring Crew." Love it. I love, love that absolutely. so much. He he's going to tear the ring down and carry it to the next town. Yeah. Like he's got it strapped to his back or something. It's great. It's so great. Love it. Uh, Bossman comes out because they had teased that Bossman was going to break away from the corporation. I do remember this. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how they did it, but I do remember as a fan being like, yeah. And I didn't <laughs> even really give a shit about Bossman. I was just yeah. like, fuck the corporation, yo. yo. And then he's, it's just, no, it's a swerve. He just, I love you guys. Weird. Very strange. I, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I, I don't either. It just seems like something where they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then they were like, oh, no, Bossman would be a terrible baby face. <laughs> <laughs> Even came out to his old theme. Oh, they yeah. They mentioned it on commentary. Yeah. Like, this is old music, too. <laughs> yeah, which did not fit what that character was at that time. Like Because no. he had gone from being a cop from the South to a fucking prison guard. You know he was a legit prison guard? Yes, I did know that. Yeah, crazy. Trey Railer. Yes, Trey Railer. Great worker. Good good people. Good people. You Tragically met him? Tragically dead. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually just, it's nothing to note here, but I, I have to put it down. My phone auto-corrected big to bog. So Bog boss man? <laughs> yeah, bog boss man is what oh, it wow. says down there. But anyway. Um, I have a note here about China's ass, because it's out. <laughs> 
What does your note specifically say, or does it just say? I'll, I'll turn the notebook if I must. Actually, you know what? I'm going to, and you just read this line right here. Mm. China's ass. That's it. <laughs> Uh, well, the only reason I ask is you were like, I have a note about China's ass. It is China's and then, ass. <laughs> you didn't say that you have a note that says China's ass. Okay, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Mere Wait, slip of the fork. It only, made, it only made it funnier to me. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I saw your, your the note right after that as well. We can talk about yeah. just, just... This reaction for Steve Austin. Th- this might be the absolute, like... We're in that peak era, right, yeah. of what Stone Cold Steve Austin is and was. But like, comes out and foils the celebration by telling Vince that he knew he was going to get screwed, so he changed his contract before the match. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, that's basically it. And it's a weird thing where it's like the Attitude Era is being its own animal, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I, I want to uh, point something out. Our last episode was about the 2000 Rumble. Mm-hmm. And at one point in that episode, I said something about, like, this is, like, the best example of, like, all the good things that the Attitude Era had to offer on one show. With I mean, it has its faults, right? But, you yeah. know, whatever. This episode of Raw, to me, is a better example of what the Attitude Era was because there's some real high highs and some fucking low lows. <laughs> um, you know, what? this is a more varied... This is typically what... what wrestling was at this time. Um, I, th- I thought there was a good storytelling. I thought it was yeah. good business because, like, the whole thing about, like, him saying, I signed a match for the WWF title tonight, I was like, okay, because if he's not the top guy and he's not the champion, then, yeah, Vince has won and can just make him do anything. Austin has no leverage in this situation at all. Yeah. And... I remember having to explain it one time when somebody was like, well, why doesn't Vince just fire him if he hates him so much? And I go, they actually did address that at one point, and it was because Vince said, I know people pay money to see you, and they buy your goddamn t-shirts. I'm not going to fire you. That's all. I just don't want you to be the the, guy. guy." Yeah, exactly. And I was like... That makes so much sense. Of course it does. And it's the thing where I'm like... They didn't even really have to address that at that time because, honestly, people were just there. Like, we we would have accepted anything. You know what I mean? It was just like, we just want to see Steve Austin. We just want to hear the glass shatter. We want to see stunners. That was enough, but they actually, to a small degree, respected the audience's intelligence and would be like, well, this is why he doesn't just fire him. Because then the argument would be like, well, fuck, Steve Austin could go to WCW again or... Go back to ECW, even. Yeah. So she's like, nah. Uh, it makes sense. It, it's yeah. a perfectly acceptable explanation for me. So, yeah. That's uh, that's a, that's how you open a show with a promo and make it matter. Yeah. Everything's set up for the rest of the night. Yep. Like, everything's established. Everything's furthered. Like, uh, next up, we got Shamrock versus Blackman. Mm-hmm. With some cool fucking backstage clips and everything before getting to it. Uh, the shape in this match. God mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big fan of both these guys. I, I, I never... Love... I never was a fan of Steve Blackman, but I think it's just because I, I didn't get it. Yeah. I think now I, I get it. 
Mm. So, big agree. Uh, there's a funny story on Pritchard's podcast where he talks about uh, Bradshaw, for some reason on one tour, was just needlessly fucking with Steve Blackman. <laughs> where it's like, what, why on earth would you do that? Uh, they were in like a baggage claim, I think, at an airport, and finally Blackman had enough, and they got into a fight at the fucking baggage claim. So Pritchard has to come, like, break it up, and they've already been, like, separated. And Blackman has just absolutely demolished uh, Bradshaw. And he's like, what the hell is going on here? And Bradshaw's response was, Mr. Pritchard, I got hit ten times before I knew I was in a fight. Because, <laughs> like, Steve Blackman is just that level of a bad motherfucker. You know I love I mean? that. Like, I, I think it's incredible. It's a great story. But... Uh, this... Wasn't even really much of a match. It was more just a segment. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I would have rather it had just been a match. Yeah. They did good on making Shamrock sell, though. Yeah. Because everyone in on everyone really believed he could fuck up anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. What's next? Because my next Gunn. note doesn't make that much sense. What does your next note say? It says they tried so hard with Bill Gunn. <laughs> Billy Gunn comes out. Um, he's the king of the ring? Yeah, he won the king of the ring in 99. Weird. Swing and a miss, man. Yeah. Uh, he comes out and cuts a promo on something. I have no notes about that. But then Triple H comes out. It's like, whoa, there's a star. Um, yeah. Triple H comes out. Um, ooh, ooh, I have something. I have something in relation to this. Oh, uh, because recently, a couple episodes back, we were talking about Triple H themes. Yeah, correct. So that was his actual theme post-split from DX pre-my time. Okay. Which, maybe a few weeks a month. It's awful. Yeah. Easily is worst. Yeah. By by, by a, a thousand miles. Anyways. I mean, it's a, it's a decent little instrumental, but not Triple H. Yeah, sure. You could give that to anybody. It would have been better than the one that Bob Holly used tonight. I'm not gonna fight with you right now. Oh, we're gonna fight later. I'm, then. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the high road. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. Okay, uh, all right. So well, is this when Triple H comes out and is basically like, "Yo, we need more money for DX." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's just being talking Disney. about. He's talking about um, that the royalty checks for the DX are going straight checks. to X Pac and Road Dog. Yeah, I knew it was someone I didn't care about. Um. Ooh. And so that they need but to like, get those those the, sections of the money. This is what's stupid is that they had both proclaimed they had left the group. Mm-hmm. And now I understand that this is just to be like, oh, your heels and you want money and your sellouts. Yeah. You don't have a leg to stand on here, guys. Like <laughs> you, you, you're you, not in. You left the band. <laughs> like. <laughs> You uh, left the band. Um, anyway, so there's that. Um, and then out comes The Rock. No! 
you have forgotten or skipped over one of the more insane things. What happened? Chaz! That's later. Why is that my next note? Then? I don't know. Triple, you know I'm gonna, uh, the, the rock I, I'm, comes I'm out. I'm going to trust you. Oh, oh wait. And they this brawl, is the part of the same thing. with sorry, Triple H for that's a right, second. That's right. I can, I can explain. And then they get p- parted. That's right. That's and right. And then that's they right. go to the back. Okay. And then... Okay, I'm sorry. Can and you I can't explain? Ex- I can't explain. Are you scared the shit I can and me. I will explain my confusion on a later note. Okay. That I had to, to, you know, whatever. So, now we're at Chaz. Yeah. Now, okay, so this guy was one of the headbangers. I believe he was headbanger Mosh. Correct. Which is also weird because I think on the last episode, The Rock backhandedly buries the shit out of him for the Rumble 2000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is also weird, because that means he has gone back to being a headbanger at that point. Yeah, I uh, just realized Unless that. I have gotten the guys mixed up. It doesn't matter. No, I'm pretty sure that this... Headbanger Mosh? Wait, maybe he was Thrasher. Because it was Thrasher and Mosh were the headbangers. I'm Thrasher pretty sure he was Jazz. Mosh. Fuck! I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure they said it on commentary that he was Mosh. Okay, okay. Got... E- either way. Google machine. Google, yeah, make that happen. We don't have an intern. second. So, backstage interview with Chaz. He's there with his girlfriend, Mariana. And he basically... It's Michael Cole, and he says, you broke character. Which, it's a thing where I'm like, so we're just shattering that fourth wall. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you don't remember the Beaver Cleavage character, you don't really fucking need to. It was... A bizarre character that was really just filmed in sketch and, and and promos, and the week prior to this, they were doing like a backstage interview with him, and he just on camera goes, "I can't do this," and walks off. Mm-hmm. And then this week we get this, and he basically says, "No dis or what is it? No disrespect to the creative team. You know, I've been a spider. I was a headbanger. I was Harry Beaver Cleavage. Holy shit on that name, by the way." And then he just goes, yeah. I'm Chaz, I'm a kid from New Jersey, and I'm here to have fun, and that's what I'm going to do. And watching this now, I'm like, why would anyone care about you, Chaz? And then, back then, I remember thinking, why would I care about you, Chaz? <laughs> His gear is awful. The fucking uh, Joe Boxer boxer shorts yeah. that he's wearing with a fucking smiley face on him. Uh, I did used to use his... Uh, entrance theme music uh, on SmackDown, the first, the first one or two SmackDown games that came out on the old PS One, y'all. Uh, did you find out which one he was? We were right. He was Mosh. He was Mosh, Mosh. who was in Royal Rumble two thousand. And this being in June of ninety nine means that he goes through all this shit, <laughs> cusses promo about like not wanting to go back down. What uh, was it? Gimmick. Gimmick Street, Gimmick Alley, Gimmick Road? Gimmick Alley, I think. We'll go with that. Only to then just go back to being Mosh. Oh my god. I had to look it up three separate times using different keywords to find out. And then I eventually was like, Royal Rumble 2000 entrance. And it came up with a list of all the order and Mosh was there. And I was like, holy god. Also, the only other thing that I remember about this. At some point they did this insane angle with Chaz... Okay. Where Mariana would come to the ring with him with a black eye, and the accusation being that he was beating her. So then, 
It gets more insane. What? It gets more insane because at this point, I think Russo was still there, so they're still trying to like break <laughs> this fourth wall shit, right? Yeah. Which is what this promo does. Uh, the idea was if he was wrestling a heel or a babyface, and this was usually on Sunday Night Heat, they absolutely fucking crushed him. And they would do shit where it's like, if he had the match won, the ref would look away because they were trying to put over the idea that he was a fucking woman beater. Uh, but he was constantly professing that, like, I didn't do this. I, you know, I didn't do anything, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I had to ask, because uh, I was like, did they ever pay that off? Meg actually remembered. GTV paid that off where you see Mariana putting makeup on to fake her black eyes and her bruises. To what end? We don't know. Because only six months later, he's just back to being a fucking headbanger. Oh my god. It's one of the most insane... Th- I remember even, at, like at, like I said, at this point I'm like, fuck, at the time of this I'm 14. I'm about to turn 15. Whoa. I'm not far from it. And I remember even then being like, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Just like, speaking of GTV, we have a little bit of next? a thing before this match. Right. Where... Oh, that is here. Okay, my next note in huge letters... GTV, the unsolved mystery. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does GTV stand for? I don't know. It, there's, they never explain it? At no point was this ever resolved. Global just, television? Good television. Great gold, television. Goldust television. That was a hot idea. That was a hot rumor at the time. It was going to be Goldust was behind it. Goldberg television. Sure. All right. So they never explained it. It just stopped happening. Oh, God. <laughs> this was then what Maybe that this fucking was Ali. hacker on, on the background. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. Oh, Except this actually, GTV actually furthered storylines. Yeah, they had a... <laughs> you're right. Um, Steph and Test right. were spotted together. Yeah. Getting into a Ford. <laughs> What's your fucking problem with Ford? sedan. Not, it's not Dodge. It'll never be Dodge. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, see, I'm starting some feuds yeah, here. Yeah. All right, you know what? Go on. Just just you keep talking. Um. <laughs> anyway, they share a little bit of a peck. Uh-huh. And that's it. <laughs> that's the, the this end. angle was great, though. Yeah. It ended up being really good. I kind of want to rewatch uh, some of the stuff from it based on this. Uh, my next note just says, Oh, good. It's PMS and meat. 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 Imagine that your dad was a WWWW. Wait, How many I'm, W's? Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> I a think... WWWF World's Heavyweight Champion, albeit for a week. But regardless. And you are meat. As uh, um, I've established on this show, I refuse to call him by his slave name. Oh, so oh, I, call him, I yes. call him Meat exclusively, even when we covered WCW shows. Um, because it's just it's just a bizarre name. And I ha- I'm, I'm going to say this, because you and I are both fans of Simon Miller. Sure. He once told a story on one of his videos where he once shouted Meat... Mm-hmm. At the Mister the, the the can you the say Zaziac? yeah yeah 
until he looked visibly sad. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, <laughs> at a WCW show, which oh, is why he wow. was very okay, sad about yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so it's so Meat it's, versus Chaz. Correct. Um, weird sort of, like, F5 type I, I got a note about that, too. It's, it just says kinda F5? It's like an F3. Sure, we'll go with that. The crowd doesn't give a shit about any of this. It's just a weird short match. And that ends on a fucking burning hammer! Yeah, kinda. Sure, we'll... The, the Fed's burning hammer, if you want to call it I'm that I'm calling way. it a burning hammer. Uh, uh, um, s- uh, smoldering hammer. Sure, we'll go with that. Um. What kind of hammer? Ball peen? I'm oh thinking yeah. ball peen. Got to. Got to. Got to. I don't know why. Why does my next note just say, look out? <laughs> because Test was getting interviewed uh, oh, by Michael that's Cole, what it he's is. like, yes. you just, you and Steph are like, a, oh my god, and then here comes Shane. Shane and the fucking Mean Street Posse, and, yeah. they, and they just barrel into him. That's what it was, because I, th- yeah, it had to have been that, because Michael Holder, somebody just yells, look out! Mm-hmm. It, it, which, those segments are always great to me, because the idea is that, like, these people are running at full speed, <laughs> and if you're being interviewed, you, you don't see them. Yeah, yeah. He didn't come from, like, behind him. He came from, like... He speared him, so yeah. he had to... His body was oriented Yeah, yeah, away. yeah. Like, and, like, we've all been in, like, large arenas. Those segment, Those parts of the building... Those hallways are, like, a hundred yards before there's a curve. Yeah. So the idea of just Shane and the posse just running... <laughs> for, for ten straight seconds... The match Tess, is still going on. Yeah, well, Tess just stands there, like... Oh, yeah, man, nothing's happening. Oh, no, here he comes encroaching upon me. <laughs> oh, my God. So... Shot of emo taker in the hallway. Yes. He's just leaning up against the wall with his eyes. Oh, yeah. That's it. I remember having zero notes about that, but yes. So, are we ready to talk about a thing? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm going to listen to you. I am going to get a drink. As is as is uh, tradition, okay. But we're definitely going to talk about this thing, all right? But I'm you have the floor, sir. Okay, so Bob Holly comes out to his uh, I'm going to say third best theme song because I'm counting the one that Triple H used That's as his second. That's not a little bit right. I know. <laughs> I just want to make you angry. Um. Um comes out and is cutting a promo uh, technically <laughs> it reminds me so much of fighting Jake Fletcher from the characters episode mm-hmm. 7 he's like I got something to say to you big show you, you can see his last eyes week darting you around. threw a car at me <laughs> yeah that's literally my note last week you threw a car on me just uh, and then, of course, you know, the moment we're all going to talk about... He also about. says the phrase, I got bigger fish to burn. What? <laughs> okay, but there's a quote here. Oh, the hard R? Well, we're also we're gonna, one of my notes. We're going to... This is a quote. So this is, these re- are Bob Holly's words. Not mine. But I'm going to, once again, bite the bullet here because yep. I've been known to say the offensive quotes. Sure. Not my words. 
If you want to fight me face to face, then why don't you bring your big red ass down here? Because I'm ready for you tonight, you big red retard. End quote. I had to pause. I had to pause and pace. I had to pace. This shit's unbelievable. Just... And he's not the first or last person to use that on Kane. Oh, God. I'm 99% positive that The Rock, Undertaker, and maybe even Triple H all use that. Jesus, man. I can tell that Bob Holly's not comfortable with a mic in hand. You can, li- I, I said it before, but you can literally see his eyes darting around as if, like, well, now what? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, him calling himself the big shot, I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, but also, isn't this where he says, you threw a card me and you missed? Yeah. That's yeah. the way they explain it? It was a fucking, a week ago. We can't take it. Okay. This is an, an indictment of the product as a whole at this time, but especially on this show. No one sells anything. Sure doesn't. Everyone has to be on the show. And they have to be on the show somewhere between one and nine times. <laughs> so even if Bob Holly has a goddamn Ford Escort dropped upon him, he can't miss a house show. He can't miss a taping of Raw. Like, nothing. Nope. How else are you going to get this next match, which is Bob Holly versus Kane? Yes. Um, I knew Kane was going under. We all did. We all did. Which, by the way, that pyro hits, and I leaned forward in my seat and just went, Bob Holly up on Kane? This is <laughs> before the bell had rung, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, the ref. There's no way that the ref didn't feel that choke slam. There's no way the ref didn't feel the choke slam. There's no way the ref didn't hear the choke slam. Guys, if you're not going to watch this, the ref is having some sort of dissertation with Bob Holly. <laughs> the big show does a saunter out, hits a great looking choke slam. Oh, yeah. On, on, oh, very yeah. Very impressive, honestly. On Kane, leaves, and Bob Holly pins Kane with a foot on the chest. Unbelievable. I ain't never. <laughs> oh, my God. No, here just why did, one foot. Why did Big Show help Bob Holly? Did I miss something between they, him throwing a fucking car on him? So, that happened. But then, what what had happened was, uh, the night before at King of the Ring, Big Show had had a match with Kane. And Kane had, in a very bad match, won. Mm. So that was part of the issue here, and they were both... The idea with Bob Holly at this point was supposed to be treating him like this loudmouth who thinks he's tough and isn't and always gets his ass whipped. That's just not true, though. It's <laughs> not, but that's what they were going for. So, like, he would come out and challenge Big Show to a match and get a fucking car dropped on him. And then the next week he would come out and challenge Kane to a match, win, and then get absolutely slaughtered. And then the next week he would... They were booking him like that fucking uh, chicken hawk from the old Foghorn Leghorn's uh, Looney Tunes cartoons. Mm-hmm. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No, I do, because my stepdad calls me a chicken hog because I'm skinny. Pisses me off. That's fair. I'm going to beat the piss out of him. So, um... It's just what the chicken hawk would do. None of these matches have been more than four minutes. Oh, yeah, no. And it bothers me. 
Um, my first note on this next thing is freshly squeezed monkey piss. <laughs> why'd you what? have to? Why'd you have to squeeze it out? What are you talking about? That's how Rock ends his promo. Oh my god. I don't remember why he says it. The only thing, my only hang-up is, why do you have to squeeze piss out of a monkey? He, was, he had some weird obsession with monkeys, man. <laughs> he's wiping their asses, he's squeezing their piss out. I just squeaked. My, my note here just says that Rock looks small, but is still a gigantic man. Yep. Um, like, we know him now as this doorframe bursting Goliath. So... This uh, this is Rock versus Triple H. If Correct. we haven't, um, my time, my yeah. time. Wow, yo, Jimmy, hit me with that Triple H. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, Earl Hebner in this match doing his usual worst. <laughs> um, that was a horrible finish on this. Yeah, I don't remember what what it was. Bill Gunn's back out here. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. I think he just goes to a fucking eh. Right? Goes to a eh. There's no finish, right? It's just I don't Bill believe Gunn. so. Yeah. I literally, Which, my note is, I had hopes, but this match goes about five. This is the second time Bill Gunn's been on the show. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince Albert and... Draws, then kills Al Venus. Yep. For... I don't know what. Alright. <laughs> so, that's a really long silence, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, because I just know what my next note was, and I was like, oh, yeah. What? what, what this you... doesn't age well. <laughs> what doesn't age well, Tom? Folks, coming up next, we've got... The Godfather. Okay. Versus a young Edge. Mm-hmm. There are so many Austin Powers references on commentary here. This is part of my whole, like, if you were to watch this and guess the year, bro, you're probably going to guess 99. Yeah. Um, I still love a good sing-along promo. Yeah. I, I've talked about this recently. Man, that whole place is just screaming, roll a fatty for this pimp dad. Like, they're into it, man. Like, I can't deny that. Fair and I will say that as as not great uh, <laughs> and 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 whatnot as this character was, he did it well. Even the whole thing where like Godfather comes out and they would boo and he would look around and look slightly dejected and be like, "Oh no no wait!" and then signal for the fucking hose to come out. Huge pop. All right, cool. Yeah, you know, like so another short match. The former Papa Shango. Another short match ends in distraction. The Supreme Fighting Machine, Kama Mustafa. Ends in distraction again. Correct. But Edge... Edge beats him via some sort of distraction and or interference, correct? Yes. And then Albert and Draws grab one of the... We'll call them ladies. Okay. And they go like they're going to pierce her tongue. Mm-hmm. Edge and Godfather make the save. Yep. Godfather, in essence, offers these women up as tribute to Edge, mm-hmm. whom he's like, cool. You'd say yes. 
And so then... <laughs> I would, too. We all would. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a shot of Gangrel just being like, what the fuck? This is so funny to me. Yeah. They are zoomed in from approximately 100 yards away. <laughs> yeah. And he is all the way up in the nosebleeds. <laughs> but this is also, like, the brood hasn't happened yet. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, like, Edge at this point is this new baby face that they don't quite really know what they're doing with. Hmm. So, yeah, Brood has not occurred. Incredible. I don't think. Unless I'm, like, way the fuck off. Maybe I'm off. <laughs> My next. Don't quote anything that I'm saying here. Also, I've had a couple of people come at me with inaccuracies we put out on this podcast. Shut the fuck up. Do your own research. I'm going to do your my own research. We're going to do it right now? When did you. The Brood start? Yeah. The Brood was also a movie at some point. You probably are going to get some of that. Maybe this was the start of them breaking away from The Brood. Uh, the Brood professional wrestling formation. All three of the original Brood members debuted in 1998. Okay. So then, yeah. Um. Uh, what are you? A small foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my my final note on this match just says this is insane. It it kind of is. So, my next note. Oh, I hope it is what I think it is. Billy Gunn is out here again. Third time. <laughs> Giant crowd sign that says, Got ass, which I read as, Goddess. I read it as, Ot ass, because someone forgot to put the G up until the last second. Go Taz! Go Taz? Go Taz? It's Taz! Um, I know here, everyone's on this show five times. Yeah. Brad Shaver's Billy Gunn. Yeah. And it's for actual possession of the tag team title belt. Which I like. Yeah, which, sure, that's something. I, I don't even hate that angle, and I kind of think that should be done again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is just kind of there. Using the belt, and it's not the finish. Mm-hmm. I hate it! Not a fan. That being said, I love the finish. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Farouk there's running uh, gets running, up on right? the apron... Uh, Bradshaw pushes Billy Gunn into Farouk, but Bill, uh, but Bradshaw, no, uh, Billy Gunn moves. Right. And as Bradshaw comes in, Farouk hits Bradshaw. Right. Um, then Billy Gunn waits for Bradshaw to sell up so he can hit the Famouser. X-Pac comes from behind, grabs right. his hair, and pulls it down, and then that allows Bradshaw to get up, hit the clothesline for the one, two, three. Correct. I love that. Absolutely. That was all very well and good. It would have been better if it had been slowed down. You think so? I think most of the matches during this time period are better if they slow them down. Because nobody's actually selling shit. And it's a weird thing where it's like, you know how, like, the common thing is, like, old-timers being like, Oh, nobody today sells anything. Motherfucker, this is from 21 or 22-ish years ago, and they weren't selling shit. Like, in this day and age, that would have been a a dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Whatever. Uh... Shot with the belt. Long, slow crawl. One, two, kick. Nope. We don't get that here. 
And then there would have been something else there that led to the interference from X-Pac, and then you get the fucking feet up into the lariat. That's fair. Like, I mean, it was good. I didn't dislike it. It's just one of those things where I'm like... I think the crowd being as hype as they were saved me from... Of course. That. No, that's that's a big thing for wrestling from this era. Like, you forgive a lot of shit because, like, that crowd noise sucks you in, man. Mm-hmm. Took I, ass's head off with that fucking line, too. Took ass's head off. They keep calling him Mr. Ass. Mr. Ass. Yeah. All right. So, I have three notes on the next thing. Yeah, this is rough. You want me to take it or do you want to take it? You first. Ivory with Nicole Bass. Yep. She holds an open challenge to the crowd. Uh-huh. Lady goes to get in. Security's like, what the fuck are you doing? And then Ivory's like, no, let her get in. And then the crowd member gets in. Crowd member. Right. And then it's like, you know what? Never mind. And then Ivory's like, no, get back here. Slap to the face. There's a brawl It or doesn't whatever. make any sense. Yeah. Also, crowd member, Malia Hosaka. Mm. Uh, was in developmental at the time. Did not know that. I jokingly said, LOL, they got a young Malia Hosaka here. Come to find out, that's real. Yep. Uh, so, my last note on this segment is, Nicole Bass is a different species. Like, dude. just not human. Yeah, that was, yikes. Um, this wasn't good. Ivory was great. She yeah. deserved better. We've talked about it. This mm-hmm. was bad. Uh, my next note, there's a backstage promo, I believe, with Vince, right? Maybe. Because my next note just says, Vince looks so young. Yeah, they're, they're probably... Yeah, I know there was one. I probably didn't note it because... Um, I, after that, though, we've got a little backstage thing. I, this is something else I wish we got these days. So-and-so coming to the ring. Yeah. And then they cut away from it. Loved it. Absolutely yep. loved it. Didn't realize how much I missed it. This but, we got, but we got Deborah and Jeff Jarrett coming to the ring. Awesome duo. Yeah. Like, say what you will about them as individuals. Deborah and Jeff Jarrett as a pair worked. Mm-hmm. Deborah as a pair worked. Folks. Yeah, that was good. That Thank was good. You. Thank you. This Chef Boyardee commercial with The Rock. Holy <laughs> shit. Just still on the network, too. Chef Boyardee is still getting advertisement. Yeah, dude, I didn't know they had overstuffed raviolis in you do 99. Now. What do you mean in 99? I've had them, but I didn't know they had them in 99. When did you I think that this was technology like a... was perfected? <laughs> I don't know, like 06? Motherfucker, we had Shift Boy ID figured out in the fucking 90s. I don't know, I just, everything happens I'll bet happens an exhaustive got... Google search would show you that overstuffed ravioli probably existed in the fucking mid-90s. Well, I just, you know what, I was born in God's decade, so... Clearly you weren't, because <laughs> your goddamn ravioli bullshit came out a decade prior, you ass! I don't know, man, I remember having regular raviolis, and then one time I got overstuffed. I was like, holy shit! Can I tell you something that's gonna shatter your brain? What? I've never eaten a Chef Boyardee product. They're not bad. I've, is spaghetti? Wait, I'm sorry. Is SpaghettiOs a chef already? SpaghettiOs is Campbell's. Okay, I believe I've had SpaghettiOs when I was because I know a kid Chef Boyardee and... has spaghetti and meatballs, but SpaghettiOs okay. is Campbell's. I I know that I had SpaghettiOs when I was a kid, and I fucking despised them. What? It's it's awful. 
I hate you. It's low food. It's oh, low food. Okay, low okay. Food. So you're you're better than Spaghettios. I am. You're fucking better. You're better than Spaghetti. You're above Spaghettios. Even as a child, I was better. Than oh my god, mom, this is fucking dreadful. All right, get out. You're not far off, but yeah, I, I was. You're, it's you're a young, it's you're a young Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I, I had the accent and everything. I yeah. lost it as I hit puberty. But like, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell Campbell Myers that you hate Spaghettios. That you, you know what? I dare you. Um, shout out to Campbell Myers. We love Campbell Myers on the show. Um, okay, so my next note here just says, "Should we talk, Jeff Jarrett?" I mean, we can. I think we have. I got before. a whole story about Jeff Jarrett personally that I think I need to save for a separate issue or separate issue, separate episode. Um, I I think Jeff Jarrett at the time and everything was the perfect upper mid card heel. He was kind of in that spot that the Miz should always be in. I know you've said this before. I haven't watched nearly enough Jeff Jarrett to say one way or another. Yeah. That's one of the guys that, like, I never really appreciated and honestly still don't know enough about to appreciate, unfortunately. Right. Because I'm a novice. Sure. I watch O... 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 <laughs> to O... O... Eight. Uh, WWE most times. So right. I, I missed that whole... He... This, this match is good. I thought. It's very high-speed Memphis. Um... But I, yeah. I yeah I enjoyed the match. Yeah, wait, it's it's Jeff Jarrett and fuck, is it Xbox? Uh, yeah, yes. Because okay, they they do a spot that they did a lot in the fucking Attitude Era, but they made it look good here. Guy goes for the leapfrog and just gets caught and power bombed. Yes, great stuff, great stuff, always worked. Um. Fun little good match. These guys had much better matches. They had great matches on pay per view. Uh, X Pac is the reason Jeff Jarrett's hair is short here, because like two years okay. prior they had a hair hair match and and X Pac won, and that was when Jeff still had his long luxurious locks. Uh, <laughs> tornado Famouser almost from Bill Gunn at the end of this. Bill Gunn back out again, by the way. Yeah, yeah, dude. This really is the fucking Bill Gunn show. Is it? He's on. This is the fourth time he has been on this program. You're right. Promo, um, so run in, match, run in. What are we fucking doing? My phone just went off. Sorry. Yeah, it did. Um, so I dig the finish. Jeff Jarrett hit with the guitar. Yes. The ref was distracted. Um, Billy Gunn hits coax. Is what it has written down, but that's just because it autocorrected Xbox. Right. <laughs> um, with the famous, or yeah, that weird tornado. Like right, well, he's he came in, in with from the, the other side. Yeah, and, he and like, then he was oh, like, "Oh no!" Adjusted fine. Yeah, it was, it was just super weird. athletic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, neat. Yeah. That um, power bomb out of the leapfrog will never not. Oh, it's me. great. Um, next up, we got our main event. Undertaker versus Steve Austin for the WWF title. The champ out first here. Yeah, I think it's because they get that sweet, sweet Stone Cold pop. Sure, absolutely. It was still kind of interesting. Still don't to like see it. it this time. But... Yeah, I don't care for it either. Uh, good theme for Taker. Bad look for Taker. You think so? I don't care for his garb here. He does not look 
Well. I didn't hate it. All right. Uh, that's just me. Good so. theme, though. Uh, speaking of good themes, best Stone Cold theme here. I'm not the best not, one. We're not doing it. We're not doing this. It's it's a it's a tight second. You have all the wrong opinions. So. That's not even a little bit right. <laughs> you have all the wrong opinions. So I can't let you s- skate by thinking this stuff. Oh, brother, I'm I'm tying my laces right now on these sweet skates. <laughs> uh, there's a plug for the Home Shopping Network. Yeah, weird. Because evidently that was a thing. Yeah. Um, so this is the match and everything that pulled in 11 million. I'm calling it 11. I know it was 10.82 according to my research. I'm calling it 11. 11 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um... Austin hits a jawbreaker at some point, and I never liked when he would do that. I, I, I noted that, too, because it's like... Too similar. It just... It looks exactly <laughs> like the stunner. Just... Yeah. Um, hot take. I'm gonna have a hot take here. Alright. I don't really care for Stone Cold's punches. Hmm. I guess that's fair, because as far as, like, the form... Yeah, they were never I just... There, but he just throws so fucking many of them. The ground and pounds, I'm like, okay, I'm there for it. You know what's weird? Hmm. The fucking Fez Press punches? Yeah. That was part of the last time that I ever watched wrestling with my dad, and that was his big bitch complaint. Mm-hmm. That guy just got hit ten times. Why is he not bleeding? I'm like... You know what? Here's the thing. If you look at it through the lens of a casual fan, that's a... Sure. Valid complaint? Of course. Especially when you watch UFC and... You know, maybe you watch 50 fights before somebody actually fucking does something exciting. <laughs> Fuck UFC. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I agree. fucking boring. It's so boring. Um, but when those... That one in 50 fights actually is exciting. Somebody gets hit 10 times like that. They do typically bleed. But, but, except I mean, for when they don't. Pro wrestling is basically... Because it's fucking rigged. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Pro wrestling is basically UFC, but safer and more entertaining. Yeah. And I will die on that hill. That's an objective and, truth. And admittedly not real. Yeah. Like, I'll die on that hill objectively. WWE is more entertaining and safer. You can take the the all the promotional aspects of the UFC. Dana White, by his own admission, has stolen from Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. He's selling characters. The fights mean nothing. The characters are... Not as good. <laughs> no, they're not. John Jones is a fucking dipshit. I don't even but know who that name is. He's this guy who's gotten busted for coke like five times, <laughs> but for some reason they keep bringing him back, and you know why? It's because fucking morons are like, oh, it's a great comeback story. No, it isn't. Fire this piece of trash. <laughs> Let him go do coke in a fucking gutter like any other person. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I got in an argument recently about somebody, or about somebody, with somebody about this. I'm like, it's not a real sport league. If it was... Brock Lesnar shows up. He loses his debut fight. He wins his second one. His third fight at a one and one record is for the heavyweight championship. It's not... That makes no sense. The rankings mean nothing. Mm -hmm. The wins and losses mean nothing. Brock got that opportunity because he moved the fucking needle for that company. Sure did. There are better fighters that are less popular that don't get that. And that's it. So, like, you can't see her and say, like, if you want to argue if the fight... It's literally, like, the argument for why people didn't like that John Cena was on top so long. 
They uh, felt that there were yeah, better people. There are better because there are better wrestlers, right? Correct. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. It's exactly. literally the it's, same thing. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is John Cena in the octagon. God damn it. <laughs> You're right. And it's the thing where it's like, okay, not to backpedal, but do mm-hmm. I think that all the fights are are fucking rigged? No, I fucking I, I'm not saying that. But I am going to say that the production and the promotion and the the win loss records and the ranking garbage. AEW fucking garbage. Lo- win loss records mean more. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I'm not even, like, trying to be a dickhead at this point. Yes. Orange Cassidy's win-loss record has more relevance and more uh, history behind it in regards to him getting a main event shot or a title match than any umpteen billion fucking UFC middleweight chumps uh, ever doing anything. Well, now that we've done that... Correct. Uh, this match was okay. Um, there's a beautiful pull of the referee by Paul Bearer. Yes. Perfectly done. Perfectly done. Um, this is a pretty good, this is a good brawl, mm-hmm. I feel. Which is weird for me to say just after I said I don't really care for Stone Cold's punches. Sure. Um. Over as fuck, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just... There's a little bit of an awkward moment before the second stunner for the finish. Yeah, I noticed that. It looks like they're both looking for something and it's not there. But it, um, you know what it fucking made me think? Hmm. It made me think they were like, okay, we're doing our thing, we're doing our next spot, whatever. And the ref was like, we have 45 seconds before we go off the air. And then it was just like, ah, fuck stunner. I'm not saying that's what it is. Yeah. I'm saying that's what it looked like to me, but only because it's like a weird, we collide kerfuffle. Yeah. Second stunner, finish, post-match beatdown, we go off. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It, it could also just be botch. Like, yeah. Because for a second, what I thought was going, since the stunner came so soon afterwards, right. I thought... What was originally going to happen was maybe a goozle, go for the choke slam, slip behind, stunner there. Sure, sure. That's yeah. right. But like, I don't know if the goozle missed or whatever, but they collided, and then it was like, and then stunner. Yeah, it was it was weird, especially for two guys that good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Post match brawl. Yep. Stone Cold busted open. Yep. With thirty seconds left in the show. Wow. Great cliffhanger though. Because yeah. it's like, oh shit, we have a new world champion. He's clearly getting the shit beat out of him, and that's how we go off the air. It's good. Yeah. McMahon is still in control. Austin is now champ. It's that thing where it's like... Like, even now, I'm kind of like, man, I kind of want to go and see what happened on that next episode, because I don't remember. There's this is, this is This is the beauty of this. So, there is an overarching story that mm-hmm. is going on. And this episode has its own sub-story. Correct. That still furthers the overarching story. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely... It's the way wrestling should be. Especially episodic weekly television wrestling. Which you can find on a number of wrestling outlets right now, or companies, just not Monday Night Raw. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, Uh, for the most part. I hope they're going to start pulling their act together. 
Yeah. I don't want to hate WWE. I don't either. It seems like we hate it. on them a lot. But well, they I, make I it really to. fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, if if SmackDown was on a different night of the week, I'd go out of my way to watch SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm off work on Fridays. I'm not sitting at home yeah. watching wrestling when I'm not having to dread getting up in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, overall, my thoughts were this is, like... Pretty damn good. I have my gripes. Cool, cool. We've already talked yeah. about them. Sure, yeah. So I'm gonna go with an overall 45, up at a 45, which is basically a four out of five. I think I'm stars. I'm with you on that actually, because there there's some faults and flaws here for sure, but overall and, this and, is enjoyable. And some, uh, oof, hindsight moments. Oh yeah. But definitely. overall, like it yeah. was it was easy to sit down and watch this in one sitting. Correct. Mainly because of the time, but also. But that's a factor. Yeah, it is a like, factor. Like that. It that is a factor. like. I, I know we talk about it a lot on here, but, like, that is a thing. Uh, I've heard this quote before about movies where it's like, no no good movie is too long and no bad movie is too short. Yeah. Like, you can think of the best movie that you, that you like, right? Your favorite movie. And if somebody would be like, yeah, we could add ten minutes to it, you're probably going to be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. So Avengers Endgame would be three hours and twenty minutes? They okay. could, they could, and that one, honestly, that would have been hilariously easy for them to probably add ten minutes to. Yeah. But, like, then you think of the worst movie that you know, and it's like, yeah, we could have shortened this by 15 minutes, and you're like, why didn't you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But shows like this, I'm kind of like, yeah, man, you're in and you're out. There's a shit ton of stuff happening. It's not all great, but, you know, good stuff overall. Wild ending. So... Um. Yes, I'm looking up this thing. Okay, okay. so on May seventeenth, twenty twelve, WWE and USA Network announced that Raw would switch to a permanent three hour format, beginning with the thousandth episode on July twenty third, twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. I bring this up because we talked about how time being a factor, like how long sure. the show is. I'm going to put this up on the fuck board right now. At some point, we will cover the first ever three-hour Raw. Excellent pick. Excellent I pick. Want, I, want to, I want to do that, which is going to be the July 23rd, 2012 episode. And I'm going full, full uh, per- do- permanent three hours. Because there was one before that in, like, 05 that was yeah, a three-hour special. They, they, well, I mean, they used to do that sporadically off yeah. They'd be like, holy shit. This is the, the first permanent... Yeah. The first three-hour Raw in the permanent three-hour right. change. Where it's like, this is the way it is. Yep. I'm going to suggest something different for our closing to the, uh, this show. Okay. I'm not going to plug anything. You're not going to plug anything. We haven't been. We're not going to. Okay. I'm going to play a forgotten Stone Cold Steve Austin theme. And okay. when you are ready, you just hit stop. Okay. Okay. All right. Ready? Here we go.
You know what? If it was actually a little bit faster, I wouldn't hate it. What are we even doing?